Welcome to Extra Drama for book number 23. Say goodbye. Marissa Flaxbart with my guest, Mary-Kate Wiles. Hi, Mary-Kate. Hi. Thank you for continuing the conversation of this book, Say Goodbye. I'm happy to. Yeah, yeah. Um, We're both, I know, really broken up about Todd and Elizabeth. It's been tough, but I'm pulling through it. I'm glad. I'm glad to see. You seem like you're coming through it pretty well. Thank you. (laughs) I'm feeling okay about it, too. Good. I am not looking forward to a future, I mean, spoiler alert, mm. these books are over 30 years old, but yeah. um, there is a character with whom I have no love lost mm. who is coming to these books whose name is Jeffrey French. Jeffrey French. Yeah. And he's like, he's no Todd. Mm. But uh, so luck, I hope that um, Elizabeth will stay single for a little while before uh, Jeffrey French enters the picture. Interesting. Speaking of that, I mean, we referenced a little bit in the first episode how the people around um, around Elizabeth, um, particularly people who, like, really care about her and you don't doubt their concern, mm-hmm. um, like Enid, Stephen mm-hmm. Wakefield, they ask her if she and Todd are going to stay in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So um, there is a lot of, like, both of them kind of think that maybe they should consider seeing other people, at least, if they're going to be so far apart. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because Enid had a serious boyfriend that, like, mostly she kept in touch with through letters. Mm -hmm. But that was before they started dating, I guess. His name was George Warren. George Warren. Yeah. George Warren comes up in this book when Enid kind of uses her breakup with George to kind of give Elizabeth some advice about how she had lost herself in George. Mm. Yeah. Um, Which is what happened in the previous book, actually, book 22, uh, too Much in Love was also about a young woman losing herself in mm-hmm. her boyfriend and her boyfriend not liking the lost version of the girlfriend very much oh, because she was kind of clingy and mm. uh, not doing anything that like made her herself. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was kind of like good advice. So so speaking of good advice, like, sure. do you think that, like, I thought maybe we could talk about what we think about the idea of hmm. long-term relationships and... If the sort of like blanket rule hmm. that they're not a good idea, you mean long distance relationship? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I guess we can call that a Freudian slip. I definitely mean definitely mean long distance relationships. Uh-huh. Although, if we're talking about high schoolers, yes, Jessica Wakefield would maintain that a long term relationship is the sure. best. Sure, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I can't believe I did that. <laughs> like I would reset and just say never mind, but I think it's really funny. You gotta keep I made that. that yeah, you gotta keep that. <laughs> That's what I get for not pulling up my notes where I wrote it down. Like long distance relationship, bad as a rule? Question <laughs> And I remembered every word of that except the, the distance part. Yeah, the the most important part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So what do you think? Do you have any wisdom on this topic? Hmm, that's an interesting topic. I mean, I think a long-distance relationship is very different for a young person in high school or college yes. than it is for an adult person. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, actually, ooh, I my younger brother, ooh, 
I'm just gonna talk about his personal life on this podcast. My younger brother is in college and he recently broke up with his girlfriend because it was a long distance um, situation and they both really, you know, liked each other and had dated for like almost a year, I think, but she decided to stay in um, St. Louis and my brother's in college in Arkansas and they decided just that it was not gonna work because of that. Um, and I was honestly a little sad about it because I really liked her. Um, but that said, I think it was kind of a similar thing. Not, I have no idea how deeply in love they were or are in terms of comparing to Elizabeth and Todd, who are clearly deeply in love. Very in love. Uh-huh. Um, but it was a similar, like, look, we really like each other. I have no love loss for you, but, like, we're just going to have to see what happens and not, you know, be beholden to each other. Well, I think especially at that age, and maybe this is this is the wisdom that Stephen is trying to impart mm-hmm. on his slightly younger sister, is that you are still really figuring out who you are, mm-hmm. and especially, gosh, going to college, mm-hmm. there's a certain amount of like self discovery that is still happening. Um, I also I have some friends or had some friends in college who got married and they had even after they were married they they lived very far apart from each other and I remember at the time it was just for a period of time I remember thinking oh how progressive they were like they didn't need to be shackled to the bonds of you know how we think marriage should work and I mean I think that's still true but what ended up happening was that in their separate places as very young people they grew into kind of individuals and got the opportunity to kind of see what it was like apart yeah um, and you know they their marriage ended up splitting up, mm. and I think that they would probably both have said and would still say that that was a, a, a the right thing. For the best, yeah. Um, but it was it was so actually a little bit of a learning experience for me to be like, oh, here I thought that mm. that it was like some sort of I don't know like new progressive way to do marriage, but like mm. maybe this is yeah. a dangerous thing if you. I mean, I think no matter what, it's just so hard. And I think every long distance relationship I've witnessed, and even when I was in one, it just doesn't always go super well because it's just hard. It doesn't it's not necessarily anybody's fault. Yeah. Well, and I guess I say, um, like, oh, it, maybe it's a bad idea. But I think that that is actually implying that staying in a relationship that you're in is always the best thing to mm, do. Right. And I, while, you know, breakups are hard, uh, change, like growing as a person or changing and learning new things about yourself is not really a bad thing. So mm-hmm. I think sometimes a relationship runs its course, right? Mm-hmm. And and you've learned new things and you've had a great experience and it's okay mm-hmm. to, to go your separate ways. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. But I guess... If you're trying, if what you're trying to do is to stay in, um, like a, a twosome, you know, mm-hmm. two people bonded as one, mm-hmm. then being in the same places makes that a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I think so. I can't imagine. I I can't imagine being away from my long-term boyfriend, Sean. I would be just devastated if, like, for some reason, he booked a job in New York or something, or vice versa. Um, yeah, it would just be really tough. And I don't know. And obviously, I think, you know, uh, it's going to be different for every couple or every, you know, person mm-hmm. because people are different people. But um, I don't think that we wouldn't be able to handle it because I think we both know that, you know, we're going to be together forever. But it would certainly be, I would be sad. 
Yeah. Yeah. I actually recently read this book about, um, like, coping strategies for empaths, Ooh. which I feel sort of strange about Sounds saying like, no, on the I, record. I feel like I should read that book. Yeah. Um, it was called... Uh, uh, it was... <laughs> I can't remember what it was called, but it was something like uh, uh, coping strategies for empaths. Cool, great. Um, oh, I remember. Sorry, this happens sometimes. It's like you, you go to look something up and then your brain like yes. gives it to you. Yes. Um, it's called The Empath Survival Guide oh, by Judith Orloff, okay. I believe. Anyway, the book was interesting. I actually got a lot out of it. There were some things about it that were a little bit too woo-woo for me, mm. but um, I, I did get a lot out of it. And one of the things that I was surprised by was she said that a lot of empaths and relationships actually, like, can benefit from having a certain amount of separation. Interesting. Um, because you can get so enmeshed sure. in another person that it's, sure. like, yeah. a cause of anxiety. Of course. And I remember thinking at this part of the book that I wasn't sure whether or not this was good advice, mm-hmm. but it was interesting mm-hmm. to think about how... Um, you one could be in a long distance relationship almost like as a strategy, hmm. um, which I think normally we I would sort of pathologize as like oh you don't really want to commit to another person, mm-hmm. but there are different ways to do things, mm-hmm. so maybe mm-hmm. that's one way. Yeah. Um, I speaking of young people though on yes. the subject of uh, the difference between a younger person or like someone even like our age, right? Uh, being in a long distance relationship, I almost said it. That again. is to say. People our age who are also very young. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. But it is a big difference to be like in your oh like late twenties and your thirties yes. yes. uh, versus being you know mm-hmm. nineteen or sixteen mm-hmm. like Elizabeth is. Yes. Um, so one of the things that Stephen says to Elizabeth is, "I've seen this sort of thing a lot at college. People have what they call hometown honeys." girlfriends or boyfriends they've left behind and the ones who have the hardest time always seem to be the ones whose expectations and demands are too high they promise not to date not to spend any time with the opposite sex at all and they get really jealous if there's even a hint that they're being cheated on it's the surest way i know to wreck a good friendship whoa which is so wise and i think is just the author like trying to reach through Mm -hmm. the book and like grab the Mm -hmm. the reader Mm -hmm. and say beware of this like if when you go to college or whatever um yeah actually reading that again now i see that steven is being fairly nuanced Hmm. it's saying like it's not that this can never work it's just that if you set really stringent rules then you're setting yourself up for bad for hurt feelings right and having a hard time adjusting right of course Um, yeah and i'm sure again i'm sure there are different ways for it to be but Mm -hmm. Um, I wish I had, like, a personal story about this that I could share, but I really don't. I had kind of a boyfriend when I went to college, and I'm from Arkansas, and I uh, now live in Los Angeles and went to USC. Um, He went, I don't even know where he went to school. It was not in Arkansas. Anyway, somewhere else. Um, he, He wasn't somebody I was, like, super wrapped up in. He was no Todd, you're saying. He was no Todd. He was my first kiss, and we spent most of the summer smooching. And I do remember we, like, had some sort of, like, we didn't have any sort of agreement of, like, we're going to stay together, but it was just, like, I'll miss you. Like, what's going to happen? I don't know. We'll see. Mm -hmm. And then he kind of, I think once we got to school, he kind of fell off the face of the earth and didn't respond to me a ton. And I kind of got mad at him. But... I I don't think of him as like 
one of the big relationships in my life. So it clearly was, I didn't have like that much invested in it. And I also got caught up. I wasn't like dating anybody right off the bat, but I just was with friends and like, you know what I mean? Um, but there sure. definitely was kind of a, a similar like, wow, he just really, he just really left me hanging and I got kind of mad about it. Um, yeah, for sure. Although he is, a. a he is now very at home with his sexuality, which is gay, and he's out and loud and proud, and so there was really no hope for that. <laughs> anyway. Um, this is well, then. Yeah, and he does live in Los Angeles now, and I have not seen him uh, ever. <laughs> but anyway, that's that's oh my... my maybe that's he listens my, to the podcast. Maybe he does. Nick, are you out there? Hi. Um, uh, yeah, but that's my one story with, like, going off to college and... Yeah. Yeah, leaving uh, all that behind. I think that... Um, the phrase hometown honeys is hometown special. Honeys, yeah. Um, I never heard that one before. No, me either. <laughs> but it stood out to me because Stephen uses it so casually. Like, this is what they all call it. Hometown, hometown honeys. honeys. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. sounds like a podcast. Do you want to do, do, do a spinoff of ah. Sweet Valley Diaries with me called Hometown Honeys? I love it. I don't Let's know do what it. it's about, but sometimes you just know a good title <laughs> when you hear it. I'm in. All right, thank you. <laughs> well, listeners, I hope this was illuminating. If you have, uh, I guess if normally we try to stick to talking about Sweet Valley on the podcast, but if you have some sort of uh, wisdom mm. about um, long-term relationships that you... Long-distance? <laughs> <laughs> Long-distance relationships that you care to share, send me an email, sweetvalleydiaries at me.com, or chime in on Twitter at Sweet Valley. Uh, Instagram is Sweet Valley Diaries, and this is just me reminding you again to give the podcast a five-star rating on iTunes if you have a moment. Do it. Thanks. Just just do it. Thank you so much. We'll tune in next week to find out about Betsy and Stephen Wakefield and Kara Walker. (gasps) It's not a love triangle, but it's some sort of emotional triangle. (laughs) Can't wait. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Yep. No. <laughs> Excuse me. It's like right on schedule. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>